Hey, hey, wakey, wakey. Morning, Jumper. How'd you sleep? What? Where are we? Uh, Jesus, you really did bump your head, huh? Well, my amnesiac friend, we're currently out in the lovely Redmond Barrens. Where is that? Fragging Seattle. Jesus, mate. Okay, well, uh, oh, wait a second. I see something. Give me a moment. Haha, <laughs> nothing like killing first thing in the morning, eh? Okay, you lean back and start resting. Uh, let Karma tell you a story. Might rejoin your memories. Alright, to set the scene for you, this kind of takes place, it kind of, the camera kind of opens up on a black screen, and in front of it is a large, a corporate uh, skyscraper. On the building is a logo of a, um, the world, and a dragon kind of mounted on top of that. It kind of pans and kind of lo looks downwards and zooms into the concrete, and it kind of moves towards an it kind of, you know, goes through the concrete. You see, like, a dead body, a, a dinosaur skeleton, and, you know, dead bodies. A sewer system's full of ghouls. Turns a tad bit, and it's going to, what looks like, pull back. And at first, all you see is this kind of, like, wooden back wall. And it kind of slowly pulls forward, and you see a group of four people. Um, all of them look somewhat heavily wounded. Two of them are bleeding. Why don't we start with Aaliyah? Why don't you describe your character, what they look like, and just... You are currently in an elevator that is going down. Sky is about six foot tall, um, very lean, muscular orc lady with medium length brown hair and brown eyes. Looks a little disheveled from lack of sleep. Wonderful. And it kind of continues panning out. The other one that looks heavily wounded and bleeding is an elf. Uh, he seems to have a bit of pointy hair. He seems to be holding a gun and just kind of like taking a deep breath. You can see him panty and you see his arm kind of leaking blood and dripping onto the ground. And it looks like he is leaning against a num another, he looks somewhat taller, a bit of a um, male figure. Adam, why don't you describe your character? The taller of the two elves is a, uh, he's about, this is Bayako. He's about 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, uh, he is a bit of a lankier man, uh, very pale complexion. Uh, he is dressed in all black. Autumn, why don't you describe your character? Artemis is a night one. She has blue skin, dark blue hair. She is short. She is only 14. She is a baby, but she likes to pretend she's like night. Wonderful. And you guys have been sent on this run worth half a million new yen per person to break into the Draco Foundation and to steal an artifact on the sub-basement 10th level floor. You are currently heading to that floor. Uh, your crew initially started with 10 people, and throughout this run, you four are the only living members. You are very close to the end of the run. It ends with you breaking into the vault, which you have the passcode for already, and basically setting up a uh, teleporting device on the, um, the artifact, to which it will teleport the artifact out as well as you. And so as you, and this elevator to kind of set it there, it doesn't look like your standard elevator. This elevator can almost hit, uh, fit up to like an SUV. The walls are still wooden, but it's like a very large elevator. You could probably fit like a very small tactical group in here. And it kind of urches to a stop as the silence just kind of fills the void for a couple of seconds. It urges to a stop and the doors open up. And in front of you, you see a hexagon room. Just the walls are just covered in white. It's just purely painted white. There are four tall columns that are kind of supporting the roof. Um, also white, everything's very sterile. But in the middle is what looks like a box made of black and gold with very tiny holes just surrounding it. 
and you assume this is the vault. Um, you move into the room, and you are free to take any actions that you would like. All right, so Bayako pushes off of this smaller person he's leaning on as he draws his sword and approaches the box. Well, I guess this is what we've come here for, I hope, as he looks around, gesturing to his compadre. The elf kind of limps over to one of the columns, kind of just slides down, and you see blood just kind of oozing out of him. And he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, probably. So we're just at the door right now, we're not outside? You have, you have entered the room. You know the, um, the passcodes, uh, or the key code? On the vault, there's a key code, um, or keypad, my bad. You know the code to it is 892057. Um, as you kind of look around the room, the door behind you closes, and you hear the elevator starting to go up. I'd kind of like to just like start walking around to the other side of the room, kind of looking around. Yeah, you walk around the room, and you can just kind of examine your surroundings, and the room is white and sterile. The only unique thing in this room is a safe, which is, it's about probably about five feet tall. You could probably take the cover. It's probably about, well, hold on. It's about about two meters tall, which I think is a bit more than five feet, but it's about two meters tall, and it's about a meter big. Six feet? Yeah. It's about a meter big. You could probably easily take cover behind that. Uh, the pillars are about the same size as well. And there doesn't seem to be any other doors or any electronics in the room at all. Um, you kind of hear your uh, earbuds all kind of spark up as you hear your the familiar voice of your Johnson on the other side. Quickly open the safe and apply the application. I will teleport you out once it is applied. Alright, well, I don't know how to do that, so it's one of y'all's jobs. Who has the applicator? Um, we'll say, most likely the most tech-savvy one was given the applicator, so we will say that, uh, you, Cerberus, were given the applicator. Um, it is just kind of a square little, like, pad with a little rubber band about, like, a, a kind of a stretchy rubber band around it. And it looks like it kind of has some, like, drills to the back of it. I guess I'm gonna go up to the safe, and I'm gonna examine the safe more closely. Yeah, you look into the you look at the safe and the black part of it just seems to be just normal metal, just colored black, and the, t- the holes on it are very micro not microscopic, but they are so small to the point where air could pass through, but you cannot see into the box due to them, and they just kind of cover this box. And then the gold part of it just seems to be kind of a decoration piece. And in the middle on the um in, on the middle is a key code with kind of your one through nine keypad, or well, one through zero keypad. Are there pretty holes in the safe, or just on the applicator? On the safe. Can I like make a knowledge check or something here? Because I don't think most safes have holes in them. Um. Yeah. You won't even. I'm not even going to make you roll. You are familiar. Most safes do not have holes in them. It's very weird to have a safe. Um. They're not tiny enough to kind of like put your hand through or see through or anything but it's very odd that this safe has holes on it that's a very unfamiliar thing you have never seen before i'm gonna look at the uh pin pad uh you look at the pin pad it just kind of seems a normal uh you see a marking of six little stars where you can input numbers and then the keypad that goes one through zero and you are familiar the code is 
892057. And you hear the elf kind of scream from the pillar, can you hurry the fuck up and open that? So do I need to apply both the applicator and the code? Yeah, so you basically, you know the artifact you are looking for is inside this safe. No, but to get it open, do I have to apply the applicator as well as the pin? No, you just need to enter the pin and the door will open leading you to that, uh, the artifact which you strap the application around. Um, I guess I'm going to enter the pin. Yeah, you enter the pin and the door kind of like makes a, cl- like you hear some mechanical locks moving behind it and the door kind of releases and it seems to be able to pull out now. Cerberus, I forgot your runner's name. Cerberus, you slowly open the door and inside you see what appears to be a very large egg. Um, you notice as you open this kind of heat spews out from it and you are just covered in uncomfortable like instant sweat heat like it's not enough to do any damage or it's it's not like you know 200 degree heat it's just like oh this this like this vault was hot box and it looks like yes it looks like on the inside it seems to have heating mechanisms inside of it and what was the activator again it was just like it had a bunch of little spikes on it right yeah, so basically what you, um, the, we'll say you got a uh, AR th- uh, video on how it works. Basically, you were to strap this around the artifact, which you assume is the egg. It kind of presses into the egg, and that's all you necessarily need to do. Supposed to murder an egg? All right. They could have just sent us to the store. I put it on the egg. All right, uh, you set it on the egg, and... Some time passes, and the Johnson kind of sparks over. Is it on correctly? Which you would assume so. I hope so. Good, good. Give me just a moment. And you kind of look behind you, and you see above the elevator are kind of uh, buttons that just kind of are little lights that show how close the elevator is, and it's about five floors. Approximately maybe about 30 seconds from your guys' floor, and the Johnson kind of sparks up again. I'm activating the teleporters now. You start to kind of see the egg right in front of you, Cerberus. It kind of starts fading. Like, it kind of starts glowing a little bit, and then just kind of fades out in a bright light. And the applicator goes along with it. And uh, you four are left sitting in the room. As the Johnson speaks up again, I hope they make your deaths quick. And... Whoa, 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 whoa. It cuts. And you know, if you look into Bastard. AR, the Johnson is no longer in the feed. Uh, you hear laughing from behind you, service, and you look over, and you all kind of look over to see the elf is now sitting there laughing. And he's just kind of like, Ah, uh, Drek. That fucking sucks. Uh, how do you all react to this? Actually, better question. Um, not even a question. I would like everyone to make a composure roll. I got two hits. I got three. And so all of you kind of, you know, get these hits or you kind of all are just kind of look at each other and none of you kind of don't let the panic set in the fear. You all kind of feel anxious as you kind of don't know what to do anymore. But none of you just kind of lose your shit and start freaking out. You are all somewhat calm and collected. Now, what to do is you have about 30 seconds till the other better gets there. Tiger size. (laughs) I get betrayed a lot. As he takes a battle stance closer towards the elevator for one final stand. Um, Cerberus, Storm, how are your characters reacting? Uh, could Cerberus put on 
not Cerberus. That's not my character. I'm sorry. That was the last name you said. Uh, <laughs> Storm is going to try with, with with those 30 seconds to pull her gas mask out of her bag, but an unsuccessful. We will say for the sake of this combat not being completely fucked up, we're going to say any explosives or extreme devices you might have, you currently do not have, as you used earlier in the run. Autumn, I'm looking at specifically you. You do not have your rating 5 TNT. I do actually know what I want to do, though. How hard would it be to take out those heaters in the safe? Uh, to physically pull them out, uh, they to are still... break them. Yeah, to, uh, well, how do you, so, like, kind of tear them apart? Take my gun and shoot at the heating cores. Um, not very difficult. I mean, you just have to point, point your gun at it and pull the trigger. I wouldn't even have to make you roll. You could shoot them easily. So I want to shoot those, and I'm going to close the safe behind me. And I'm going to get in the safe. Oh, I'm not going to um, fully shut it, but enough to hide it there. Okay, um, so as you kind of disable the heaters and start to get in, uh, it's going to be very hot and humid, which means kind of popping out from the safe, going from the very hot, humid air inside to the cool air again, I'm just going to let you know, it's going to have a minus two dice pool, just to readjust to the sudden air fixture. Uh, would you still like to do that? So once the heating cores are broken, it's still going to be hot in there, well, it's still a box that was heated for an unknown period of time, so the metal around it is still producing the heat. The heaters themselves are disabled right now, but the box, the metal insides are still, you know, we're radiating heat. And just kind of that, if you were to hide inside of it and then slowly come out, like a couple, you know, a bit later, you wouldn't have that penalty, but just suddenly burst into the cold air of the other room. It's going to kind of take some penalties as just kind of the temperature change kind of messes with you a bit. What's this room laid out like? Um, so like it's about... Oh. The ceiling. Is it just a concrete ceiling? Is it underground type deal? Yep, it's pretty much completely underground. You know you're about ten floors underground, and it all seems to be just kind of, like, concrete painted white. If you really... The painting's thick enough to where if you look at it, it doesn't seem to be painted, but if you really pay attention, you could tell that it is concrete. And as you're kind of looking around, the elf uh, laying against the column, he's like... Well, Chummers, it was good running with you. I hope they make it fast. And he takes his Ares 5, points it to his head, and pulls his trigger. And his body flops to the ground, and if you look over, you see kind of his brains and blood splattered across the floor. Okay, I got a great idea. I'm gonna go grab some of his blood, smear it all over myself, and I'm gonna lay on the ground. It's my best plan. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Tiger Storm, you kind of just sit there, uh, Tiger, you're kind of just kind of focusing on the elevator, kind of thinking of how you're going to get out of this. Uh, Storm, you're just kind of dumbfounded, just kind of looking around you, just trying to figure out something, and suddenly this about 14-year-old child runs over to the dead body that just off himself, starts just rubbing their hands through his head and against the ground, and just starts smearing themselves in it. Uh, do you react to any specific way to this? Kid, what the hell are you doing? guy just kind of stands there like in awe and um artemis if you don't reply you are able to lay down and i would like a um a con skill check from you i got no hits <laughs> so you kind of position yourself in a way that you think works 
but the blood you kind of wiped around yourself, it doesn't make sense for there to be blood there because there's no open wounds clearly on your body. So it just kind of looks like someone you either got were like in the like shot, like you were like right next to him when he shot himself and the blood splattered on you. But you think kind of, and you kind of get the idea by looking around how your teammates react. You don't think you're going to fool anyone by pretending to be dead. They're most likely just going to look at you and be like, yeah, this person's just laying on the floor covered in blood. It's fine. It only needs a couple seconds. I'm going to enter the Matrix. Okay. All right. So with that, as you kind of hop into the Matrix, the elevator stops and the doors remain closed, but it is now on your floor. I would like everyone to roll their initiative. As we kind of rolling matrix initiative, I don't know. You are rolling. yes, you are rolling your matrix initiative. Everyone is rolling your normal initiative. And anyone that um, anyone that has their numbers and is ready, go ahead and. I got seventeen. Okay. I'm filling out the uh, form, but I have twenty-four. Got it. And Scott. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, so we won't necessarily do anything, but this is just more for keeping track for, um, Artemis as you enter the Matrix. Um, so at the start of initiative, uh, Tiger, it is your turn. Did you want to do anything? Just hold your action. Uh, is there any, like, with the elevators, are there any corners that I can hide around to try and get the drop on them? Or is it just a wall with an elevator in it and then hexing? It's a wall with an elevator into it, and it just there's not even a couple of inches in between the elevator and the wall that leads into the room. The only place you kind of look around the room and you kind of think of places you could hide, really all you're getting is picking up the dead body and using that as a meat shield, or hiding behind the columns or the safe. Yeah, I'm just going to... Uh, Tiger's going to walk over to his dead compatriot, and as he leans down, kind of looks at his friend. <laughs> Sorry, bud grabs him and tries to shuffle him up as a meat shield. Uh, go ahead and what is your character's uh, strength? My character strength is five. Okay, so you actually have no issue picking him up. He's a bit heavy, so your movement's going to be reduced by half. And depending on certain actions, you might have a penalty or two for trying to do anything quickly uh, gotcha. until you drop the body. But okay. you, are, you are easily able to kind of hold him and kind of hold him in a position where he's mostly covering your body. Um, all right. Anything else you'd like to do? I'll say that's probably, well, probably moving the picking up the body and getting the right flash. I'm going to say that's complex action. Uh, so you have about a free action if you'd like to do anything. Not really much you can do with free action. Tiger's just going to prop the body up with his right hand, hold the sword with his left, and uh, prepare himself. Got it. All right. Cerberus, you are inside the Matrix. Um, as you hop in, you kind of look around and... The only icon you see, we'll say you already got into the host or somewhat, but, you know, some issues. So we'll say you don't have any marks right now. Uh, But the only icons you seem to be on this host right now are the elevators icon, which are currently kind of on your level, uh, but don't seem to be reacting to anything right now. How? What is the area around the elevator like? (laughs) Uh, What do you mean by that? I mean, so there's doors, and then it goes into the room. How far are the pillars from it? Is there anything, like, surrounding the elevator? So, from the elevator to pretty much the middle, we'll say it's about uh, 10 meters from the elevator to the vault area, and the past the vault area is another 10 meters to the wall. So it's about a 20-meter room. Uh, We'll say it's 20 meters by 20 meters. Um, And then from the elevator, it's about 5 meters to the closest pillar, and then another five meters kind of to this pillar. So the the pillars are essentially, it's kind of 
in the middle of the room is the vault, and then about 10 meters kind of apart from the vault is the columns, and then about another 5 meters from the columns is the walls. Does that make sense? And so the elevator is about 5 meters from a pillar? Uh, yeah, about so. How far is this dude from a pillar where I'm laying? Uh, he was laying right next to a pillar. Although was he it was laying... the elevator? Yes. He was laid right next to the pillar and then off himself. How and you laid right next to him. turns would I have until they got here or are they already here? Uh, they are already here. They are just sitting inside the elevator. The elevator door has not opened. Can I make it go back up? <laughs> uh, you would have to acquire some marks on it. So you can attempt to hack it. Yeah, sure. Why not attempt to hack it? What's the worst okay. thing uh, you do know from kind of previous in the run from your hacking experiences that this matrix does have a very high firewall, which would have reset by now. I don't give you specifics, but you do know it is it was difficulty for you to for you to hack. I you know what? One final question. Have we been in this elevator? We went we came down in this elevator. Yes, right? you came down in this elevator. What's the control panel like inside of it? Uh it's a rel- it's a simple kind of normal control panel, one through our well. However many high this building is all the way down to the 10th bottom floor. Sub, sub-level floor. How long does it take for the door to shut? Uh, it took maybe like three seconds to open and close. Oh, okay. Well, I have an idea, but it's a bad one. Uh, you kind of all assume the elevator door definitely should have opened by now. Because it's been sitting there for about 10 seconds. You assume something's kind of going on inside that is causing it to stay closed. I guess for now I'm going to leave the Matrix because I don't think there's much I can do with the elevator. And okay. I'm going to take out my rifle and I think I'm just going to blind fire at the elevator. So it is going to, that will be your turn essentially to exit the Matrix. Action. Um, but on um, someone goes before you, Sky, as kind of in the middle of, right outside the doors of the elevator, a body starts appearing. And kind of, you are all familiar with this, what it looks like a mage is manifesting. And he kind of manifests there, and you don't necessarily, he doesn't, he kind of looks like your normal security guard. He just kind of speaks up, he's like, we can do this the hard way or the easy way. How would you like to? And it will now move on to Sky's turn. You can answer with a free response, or a free action answer, and you can use your other actions to do anything else. I guess... Sky is gonna say, I'd rather do it the hard way. <laughs> I would like to hold off until next round. Of course. Um, Alright, so that is going to drop your initiative down to two. And then, Tiger, you are back. Uh, you are. What would you like to do? So, Tiger, kind of, uh, like as he's holding the body, he kind of lowers it a little bit, leans over the guy's shoulder. Uh, what's, what are your terms? What do you mean, easy way? And uh, he won't be able to answer that until his next turn, but you go ahead and ask that question. Although, he is going directly after you, so he'll reply with, it's simple. We either charge into the room and shoot you to death and make it as painful as possible, not trying to aim for, you know, aim for your legs and take you out of combat and then finishing you off later or maybe just letting you bleed out. Or you can take it the easy way, put down your weapons, get on your knees, and we will handle it that way. And make it much more quickly and painless. And uh, we'll kind of take it out of initiative here now that... Um, for server. conversation's sake. Yes, for conversation's sake, uh, how would you all kind of 
You already have one response for your teammate Storm, who seems to want to do it the hard way, and seems to kind of be, like, focusing and maybe, like, thinking about casting spells. You can kind of see your hands kind of maybe starting to glint, glitter a little bit. Uh, but Cerberus, you will now hop out of the matrix, you hear all this, and uh, Tiger, you get this response to your question. Well, I'm a simple man. Um, I follow my ideologies. Uh, you might have heard of it before. It's called Death Before Dishonor. As Tiger brings the body back up and holds his sword backhand, like stabbing ways. And Cerberus, do you have anything to necessarily say about this? I guess Cerberus is going to walk towards the clone and put down her weapons. Okay, so Cerberus, you can just kind of like look at your teammates as like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Walks over, kind of puts your sniper rifle down in front of the manifested body. Uh, do you willingly get on your knees? As requested. Yes. Okay. You get on your knees, he kind of looks at you, nods, and kind of like, he's like, just kind of lay, he's, he tells you, all right, you will be handled differently. Please lay on the floor as to avoid any of the bullets. Uh, with that, a ding happens, and the doors start to open, and we will roll for initiative, but I will describe what kind of is on the other side. You see about 12 guards. Uh, the first six kind of line the elevator door. And they all seem to have riot shields, providing cover for the six other guards standing behind them. Uh, they all seem to have an eight, um, some type of automatic rifle. And basically, they are all just aiming into the room, at kind of covering all different angles. Uh, Cerberus, where you are positioned, you are essentially right in front of the line of sight of one of the riot shields. As So it'd be really hard for someone to accidentally shoot you. Uh, but with that, let's go ahead and roll initiative. All right. So we are actually going to start off with uh, enemy group number three. Where were you all kind of positioned? I know, Adam, you were a tad bit more near the column area. I don't believe you moved anywhere after picking up the body. Is that correct? Got it. And Storm, where were you kind of positioned from the door? Were you trying to take cover at all, or you just kind of... Um, I was probably at this point trying to take cover behind whatever the egg was initially in. Okay, so you're taking cover behind the bolt, and um, Adam, you're just kind of standing there body in arms, sword. Uh, you're assuming that basically how this will work, to shoot you, they have to pierce the body's armor, and then any remaining damage will be dealt to you until the body is considered uh, deteriorated. So, group number three is going to open up farms, arms, and we're going to say all three of them shoot at um, Tiger. So, I'm going to need three uh, defense test. Yes, three defense test, which is your reaction plus your intuition minus any wound penalties. And then each roll, you're going to minus one dice. So you so, want three separate rolls of my defense test, and yep. then each one minus one. Yes, so your first one doesn't have any minuses besides your wound penalties. Your second gotcha. one will have a minus one, and your third one will have a minus two. Gotcha. Okay, so my first roll, I got uh, five hits. Alright, go ahead and give me your second roll. Uh, the second one, I got one hit. Okay. And the third one? The third one, I got one hit as well. I almost glitched. All right. So the kind of all take aim at you and just kind of burst fire at you. All right. That first one's going to be a, let's see. As you kind of, you're in a position where you can't really shuffle around and dodge, but you kind of hold up to the body, kind of use that as main defense. So that first one's going to hit with three net hits. Um... Go ahead and roll me nine dice. Uh, I got three hits. 
Three hits. Got it. Okay, so that was like So this as the first burst kind of hits the body in front of you, it just shreds it to pieces. Like essentially, this as the first few bullets hit this body, it cuts him directly in half. And the second two bursts are going to go directly into you. Okay, so that was one net hit on that one. Go ahead and roll your character's armor. I got no hits. Alright, so as the bullets continue pouring through, kind of shred the body in half, this second burst kind of hits your gut as it is going to do 13 physical damage to you. Yikes. I am unconscious. Okay, so yeah, you are kind of the... uh, How much does that fill your box? Uh, That puts me into one into the gray. One into the gray. So yeah, you are just kind of unleash you feel the bullets piercing through your armor directly you're able to figure out like hey they're using apds and they have a minus eight to your armor and it just kind of rips into your guts and the the pain suddenly just kind of rips through your body and holes are opened up and you just drop to the ground unconscious and starting to bleed out do i fall where the original guy killed himself you're still kind of holding it so yeah we'll say you fall onto his brains but still holding the body half-ass so, like, the legs are kind of at your feet, and then you're just kind of cut fall onto the top torso side. <laughs> How cute. And then uh, their last shred of bullets kind of flies past you, and then Storm, uh, group enemy four is going to start unleashing their attack at you. Um, but you are going to have a plus four to dodge. Okay, so go ahead and roll me three defense test. Cerberus, as you hear these bullets kind of ripple through you, you kind of h- tuck your head down as they kind of fly above you, and you just try not to think what's happening to your teammates right now. They made their choice. Am Go I ahead. telling you the... Uh, hits. Hits? Yep. Would I tell you glitches? Yep. First one, critical glitch. Okay. Um. Two hits. Two hits, okay. Oh. All right, and your third one? Three hits. Three hits, got it. Okay. That went one, two, three. That that's, that's kind of satisfying, except for the hey, glitch part. <laughs> I'll let you know, you dodged that last one. Good job. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, so the first one. So basically, normally what a crit glitch does is it kind of increases the damage. We're going to say you kind of rushed back to your hiding spot. So your crit glitch, you kind of end up slipping a tad bit. And we're going to say you're plus four to your... Uh, you're kind of going to take the damage directly to your armor, and the bolt in front of you isn't going to provide any armor bonuses. 15? Ah, uh, hits. Did you get 15 hits? Off of four dice? No. That was the total. I'm stupid. I got one hit. One hit. Okay. So, um, you are going to end up taking 15 physical damage. Uh, so basically, you kind of end up slipping a tad bit out of the way of the armor, and you kind of quickly look over towards the elevator to see a hurl of bullets just aimed directly towards your head. You are suddenly just thrown into blackness, and your character is now dead for the first time. And, service, you continue laying there for a bit. The gunfire stops. You hear them kind of pushing into the room. Uh, anything you'd like to do? Um, I don't think I'm... I'm just chilling. You're just chilling? That's fair. Um, as they kind of push into the room, you're just kind of laying there for about 10 seconds, and suddenly you feel a foot on your back, and it goes dark. And so you're all kind of laying in a pitch black field, or whatever your character thinks happens to death. Maybe some of you kind of start floating in the astral for a tad bit, now that, you know, you've left your body. Maybe this is how spirits are made. You start becoming some type of elemental spirit. Um, service, who knows what happens to you after death. Um, but some time passes, and suddenly all of your characters reawaken, 
and you were all cuffed to chairs in a room that's just kind of purely concrete. In front of you is a what seems to be a one-way mirror and a speaker kind of tucked away in the corner. And this would take place where the intro is, uh, the very first episode posted. This is what happens. Um, you are all then rendered unconscious after your interrogation, and some unknown amount of time passes, and you all reawaken. Uh, you are in a room all together. You are still tied down to a chair, different room. This room is kind of bricked with white uh, bricks. There doesn't seem to be a mirror or anything. You're all kind of at a table, still tied down to the t- chairs, but you're all right next to each other, not even a meter apart from each other. And there seems to be a table in front of you with nothing on it and a chair on the other side and a iron door kind of, or your classic like blue school iron, metal door kind of sitting in the corner. Uh, you are not gagged. Last thing you remember is the interrogation and your memories from before the directly before the interrogation of your deaths are a little hazy. How would your characters react to waking up in this room? Uh, Tiger kind of slumps his head upward, looks around, and we're we're with the other two, right? Yep. Looks around at the others two. Huh? They didn't kill us. Hot damn! And he kind of just sits in silence. I died. That was a dumb move the two of you played. I mean, got us the same place where you are, so, I mean, couldn't have been that dumb. Just saying. He does have a point. I don't know. I don't remember getting a whole shot through my internal organs. I wouldn't say all the way through. (laughs) The brain, it's not an internal organ. It's fine. Not anymore. (laughs) And, um... Some time kind of passes as you kind of make small chit-chat between yourselves, and eventually you kind of run out of things to say, and the a silence kind of fills the room. Um, you hear something from the other side. You hear what sounds like muffled speaking, and suddenly the door clicks and pushes open, and in walks a man. Uh, he seems to be balding a tad bit, kind of like bald spot right here, and then white hair, just kind of your white, silvery, stereotypical scientist. He is in a scientist kind of uniform. So I he think kinda, he looks like a scientist. Did he turn himself yes. into a pickle? <laughs> he he pulls up and he pulls over the chair and sits down and kind of has a folder with him. He kind of stacks it together and looks at you three. He's like, "How are you all feeling?" Kind of like shit. Well, my insides are still inside, and uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't have any bullets in me, so not bad. Are we tied to these chairs? Yes. Uh, Tiger kind of, like, tries to shuffle his arms a little bit. Could do without the, uh, seatbelts. Yes, well, I could do without you possibly trying to kill me. So, and you, child, how are you doing? I don't respond. Fair enough, he looks at you, he's just kind of like, okay, well, you are alive, that is good. I had a few questions for you, but first I'd introduce myself. My name is Dr. Wright. I work here at the Draco Foundation. Uh, to which you were hired for a Shadowrun job against us. Um, were you aware of what your goal was with this job? Secure the egg, and we were supposed to be teleported out, but, mommy, look around, we're here. Looks at you two. Did you two have any more information? Were you aware that it was an egg? I think so. I didn't expect it to be that big. I think I was told it was an artifact. Yes, you were informed that it was an artifact, not necessarily an egg. But he kind of nods, takes out, opens the file, writes some stuff down. Are you all familiar with Dunkelzon? 
And quick tidbit, as your characters would most likely be familiar with Dunkelzon, he was probably one of the best dragons, literally, as in good aligned. He was a president for a couple of months, or, yeah, a couple of months, or I even think a couple of hours, and kind of... He was really well known for trying to get uh, solve racial issues, and he was a really genuinely good political person. And you, some of you may know a little bit more, a little bit less. Um, you do know that he died mysteriously and for unknown reasons in a large explosion. Uh, rumors have it has something to do with blood magic, but nothing has ever been confirmed. And in his will, it kickstarted a lot of things that take place in Shadowrun, but one of them is the foundation of the Draco Foundation. Um, but he kind of just that's your little lore tidbit. That egg we found part of Dunkle Zahn's will. In his will, he gave locations towards an egg. Um, we're not sure what the egg necessarily means, but we believe it may contain his reincarnation or his successor or something like that. Do you understand why it's an issue that you have given this egg away? Sounds to me somebody just wants to make a nice omelet. I think you should uh, advocate for culinary freedom. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, that's that's funny. Um, do you are know we tied up? You are tied up, yes. Do you know who gave you the job? Your Johnson, what corp he was working for? Um, nope. His last name was Ass, first name Kiss My. Does that sound familiar? You might have heard of him. Um, the scientist kind of laughs at himself a little bit, looks towards you, Tiger. All right, kind of stands up a tad bit, fixes his coat, starts like unbuttoning unbut- it almost, reaches in, pulls out a small pistol, and takes a shot at your gut. And you are suddenly hit with this electrical charge as he shoots you with a round of sticking shock. Doing about six watches of stun damage, you don't have to mark it, though. And he kind of puts it back, sits back down, rebuttons. Okay, let's have a serious conversation now. How much were you paid for the job? Uh, <coughs> um, we were offered, what, Tiger looks over, what, like, was it 500 million, I think? Something like that. A lot of fucking money, but obviously we didn't get any. And where where were you supposed to meet him afterwards? What was your escape plan? What were you supposed to do once you had the egg? Teleport out with it. So you weren't given a location, nothing to work with. Essentially, you know nothing about whoever this Johnson is. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, sir. Welcome to being a runner. Great. Okay. And he kind of, kind of stops a second, looks down, kind of like, you know, rubs his eyes a tad bit, opens his folder, kind of turns pages a little bit, closes them. He just kind of leans against it and thinks for a second. Okay. Well, you are now experiments for something. Uh, you are part of the Draco Foundation's inventory, if you would. Uh, we have performed surgery on all of you and implemented something inside of you that will alter your DNA over a course of time. Um, and during this time period, we will be monitoring you and watching your every move. With that, you are nothing more than us than just experiments and subjects. 
Um, if you try to tell anyone about this thing we injected you with, or anything that happened here, including the egg, we will make quick work of you, and off you, as we can pick up any other runner across the street. Do you have any questions about that? Why us? Well, simple. You were easy to get, as you were already inside our building. And you will be used in the future to track down the egg and perform any suicide missions for getting the egg. And as I said, if you would like to argue against this or attempt to escape it, we know where majority of your families are, or we will just be fine with killing you. Any other questions? Do we get any of that sick gear that uh, your goons shot us with? Perhaps maybe some time very long, long, long down the road. But for now, you will be given your equipment that you had when you entered the building. Interesting. Anything else? Understood. So, you will be taken back into Seattle, uh, where you are all from, I believe. Uh, your rent for your homing systems, those of you that have them, and he kind of looks over at you, Tiger. Um, they have been paid for this month. We have covered them. Kind of uh, a, shot, a show of you know gratitude to get you back on your feet, if you would. Uh, you will be connected with a fixer who will give you a job by... Kind of looks down at his watch, and it looks like pretty much a Rolex. Um, in two days, which will be Thursday the 14th. And from that point on, you will continue working with him. He will give you your first five missions. After that, you are on your own. We will contact you in the future when we need you. Uh, you will drop everything in your life to come on our missions. Or, as I said before, we will kill you. And that's about it. Make sense? Sound good? I mean, I guess, do we really have a choice? No, no, you do not. It's our kind of finger guns and, uh... Kind of like, man, you are going to be a difficult one to work with. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> he stands up again, fixes his files, some that are leaking out, closes his folder, looks at you. You will be escorted to the VTOL in just a moment. Opens the door, kind of closes it behind him, and you're left in the room. Tiger looks over to the Cerberus and he's like, I totally thought he's going to shoot me again. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll your edge, actually. Tell me how many hits you get. Can I use my persuasion? Uh, for what? To persuade him to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I got one hit. <laughs> Wonderful. So, kind of five seconds are about past... And the door never officially clicked close. It did shut close, but it, um, when the handlebar, you assume when the handlebar lets go, it kind of is an automatic lock system. It opens up real fast as you see Dr. White has his uh, light pistol in his gun, and he takes another pot shot at you. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and we'll say it does another couple of boxes of damage, not to put you unconscious, but you are feeling the um, embrace of stick and shock. And he closes it, and about 30 seconds pass. <laughs> 30 seconds or so pass, and about five guards enter the room, the same kind of guards that took you down earlier. And they all put bags over your head, um, kind of cut or, like, handcuff your hands, cut the ropes, and they all kind of lift you up, whether you're willing to or not, they will drag you. 
and they're kind of escorting you through this building. You go into an elevator for a temporary amount of time. You can tell by just, you know, the motions and the, you know, G-force or some shit. However, however elevators work. For some time, uh, you are taken to what you assume is the roof as you kind of are let out and you feel the wind kind of blowing on your body, very chilled. You hear the start of the engine and like the, just kind of like the as it powers up and you are put into what you assume is some kind of vehicle. Uh, you are then restrained to the seats in the vehicle. You hear kind of some other things happen. No communications happen at all. You hear the door shut, and you feel the vehicle kind of take off and start flying away. And you are sitting here. Um, we'll say they even gagged you. Uh, more specifically, Tiger, you seem to have a bit of a tighter gag than everyone else. <laughs> How are our hands bound? So they are handcuffed behind your back. And then your body is basically restrained to the seat. It is very uncomfortable. Mm, okay, never mind. Okay. Um, some time passes. Uh, what are all your characters thinking right now? I'm hungry. Uh, Tiger is marveling at the fact that they really pull all the stops for us. And also he's thinking about trying to break the cuffs, but he knows he's probably just going to hurt himself. Well, you are not necessarily in a van. You do know you are in a type of aircraft. Take us all out with it. <laughs> <laughs> so you fly for about an hour and two or two. Eventually you land somewhere. You are escorted out. Uh, you seem to be on another rooftop as the wind is still very um, you know, strong here. Um, some time passes as you are led through another building onto another elevator. And eventually you hear kind of people talking and, you know, what sounds like streets, you know, the, the noise of streets, cars honking and all that. And your hoods are taken off of you. You seem to be in what looks like a lobby. No one seems to be in here besides you and the guards, but it seems to be kind of... There's a front desk, and behind the front desk is the Draco Foundation's logo. Uh, there's a few chairs set up and, like, a waiting room set up, but there doesn't seem to be anyone in it. The lights are all off. They undo your handcuffs. Does anyone do anything when they undo your handcuffs? How many people are in the room? Uh, there's about now ten different guards, all fully armed. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll leave it. Anything so unfamiliar? No? Damn, Chummer. I- I've told you the story a few times. You know, we might have to take you to the street talk and get your head checked out. Alright, well, for now, come on, we gotta move. Once we settle down for the night, I'll tell you what happens next. Uh, follow me, down here. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and any proprietary material used in connection to the game Shadowrun. Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to an Absolute Direct Storm podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, artwork, marks, and any proprietary material for promotional and informational purposes on its website. But it does not endorse and does not affiliate with an Absolute Drag Storm podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.